very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. to everyone around the world and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, or if your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview, just go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. You'll have access to all of our material immediately. You'll receive your login right now and if you want to improve your life and those of your loved ones don't forget to visit sanitasradio.com as well great programs over there tonight's special guest is Anthony Jones a historical timeline forensic investigator and a member of the Nostradamus Society and the George Orwell Society Jones produced the documentary film Evil Law that has been banned and censored by the mainstream and alternative news media. And some online movie download portals, including Amazon, IMBD, and host of others that document that America has a federal law mandated to the states that parallels a law that was devised and implemented by Adolf Hitler when he was elected to chancellor to take down democratic and constitutional Germany. Anthony Jones exposes a shocking and disturbing documentation that this federal mandated law is secretly an anti-democracy and constitutional virus malware, evil law, that has a secret stealth agenda to morph America slowly into a technoism, a dictatorship type of government using a high-tech 24-7 real-time surveillance infrastructure to monitor the population for socially and politically incorrect behavior and thoughts with incarceration being the penalty for non-compliance to government rules regulations. Jones exposes a timeline trajectory of the total technoism that will descend upon America because of this evil law. Anthony Jones also offers a reward of $10,000 to anyone who can disprove his documentation in the documentary film, Evil Law. And directly from San Diego, California, I would like to welcome Anthony Jones. Hello, Anthony, and welcome to Veritas. Well, Mel, I have to salute you for having the nerve and the intestinal fortitude to even bring something like this up on the airways. I'm, I'm basically banned and censored by the American media, even, even the web media. What, what is going on here? I mean, you're, you're, you're a strange character here. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, you know, truth needs no defense, and if you have to hide parts of a truth, it be to me. It means that you may be somebody's payroll or 
there's a reason why this truth is not out. So why don't we begin? I usually read a bio of, of each person. I, I, I hardly read a lot of your background to give the listeners a little bit of a perspective of who you are. Who is Anthony Jones? Let's begin with that. Anthony Jones, uh, about 20 years ago, let's just say that I became in a financial situation where I didn't have to work a job. And, you know, I wasn't involved in the daily grind of having to, you know, work for an existence and living. And probably one of my heroes was Arthur C. Clarke. I'm sure everyone's heard of him. Of course. And he basically dedicated his life to studying the paranormal, the unknown, what is really weird and strange out there. And I said, you know what? I think I'd like to do that, being I was in the position to do this. So my first endeavor was to look at the pyramid on the back of the dollar bill and figure out, what is this pyramid doing on back here? Of course, there are no books. You can't Google this. It'll tell you what it really means. A lot of fiction, fantasy, and conspiracy theories out there. But lo and behold, 10 years later, I finally figured out what it meant. So I said, hmm, let's go on to the next one. And then I would say, well, you know, I'm of, I'm of the age where when I got my first Social Security card, it said not for identification purposes on it. And now, of course, we know now that is a joke. Uh, and I said, well, I want to know, well, why? Is, how did it go from not for identification purposes to being now you're basically de facto national ID. You can't get a job. You can't work. You can't, uh, I mean, basically you are this number. I mean, you can get a fish. You have to get a fishing license, get married. You have to have a number. Without this number, you're a, you're a ghost. There's an exemption form out there, by the way. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Sure. For anybody who, who wonders, you don't. You do not need a social security card in order to have a job, but most people to just get a, don't to know get a, that. Well, to get a job. Yeah. Yes, and even the employers don't know that. Well, I, you know, once again, it took me about three years to, to backtrack this. Well, once you start backtracking things, other big pictures start emerging, which is how evil law emerged. Uh, just real quick, let me just kind of throw this at you here. I was reading an article where there were 800,000 sex offenders. And I thought, well, there's something wrong with this picture. I mean, eight, I mean that is basically the, the population of a state like Wyoming or, or, or Alaska or Montana. We have the population of a state that is now under a government registry that has been taken out of the Constitutional Protective Zone, meaning, in theory, if all these people were, were put in one state, uh, they're no longer living on the Constitution. There's no constitutional protections. The government can tell them where they where, where they can live, where they can work. There's no due process. They have no legal due process, no constitutional rights. They, uh, the government can come in our house anytime they want. Uh, you know, I'm saying, well, there's something wrong with this picture. What if what if this were to, to expand? And that's where, I got, that's where I got on the tail end of evil law. I started studying the sex offender registry. Now, let me, let me just say this before we even start any further. To me, anyone who would molest a child or is a predatory child molester, I mean, I'm real, I'm real easy to figure out. These people need to be castrated and put in prison and locked away forever. That's what should have been done with these people. But that was not done. What happened in 1974, excuse me, 1994, the Jacob Wedling Act was passed, which stated that if you were a dangerous predatory child molester, you had to register with the government. I was I was kind of for that because you know I have kids I mean I, I'm I'm like most Americans I have family, but what has happened as I've studied this I spent the last uh, 15 years studying the sex offender registry, 
Uh, I study the registry. I mean, I don't, I'm not for or against sex offenders. If you're on the registry, well, I'm not really interested in why you're there. I, I, I look at this registry. Uh, what has happened is when the registry first came out, uh, it wasn't on the public. It wasn't a public registry. To, if you lived in a neighborhood, if you want to know if there was a certain individual in your neighborhood, you had to go to the police department, show ID, and show reason why and verification why you need to look at this police registration. Then it was shown to you. Well, so far, so good. Then up popped Megan's Law, which mandated that everyone who was on the sex offender registry had to be on a public profile website. Well, I'm still going along with this. Well, yeah, okay, now I don't have to go to the police station and register and show ID and, and sign out documents. Well, I want to know if there's, if there's a pervert in my neighborhood. Now I just go online and see it. Well, what happens is when that happened, America opened the Pandora's box. And we're going to really show what happened when America opened this Pandora's box of forcing Americans to register with the government and then having this online, having an online uh, registration of, of Americans. What happened as soon as it, uh, Megan's Law became public, then the organization in Washington is called SORNA, Sex Offender Registry Notification Act. It is a government agency. What they saw is that they're like all government agencies, which is they like to expand. You take any government registry agency, they all expand. All expand. Like the government itself, it loves to expand itself into a hydra. You know, let's just take EPA. Okay, Nixon does EPA. Okay, I'm I'm all for that. I mean, it was supposed to be they were going after the big corporations, the coal stacks. I mean, the real gross polluters. Well, EPA has expanded to the point where uh, you can go out here and burn leaves in your front yard, and here's an EPA writing your ticket, or you have a lawnmower that doesn't have the correct pollution controls on it. It's now it's now got that it's expanded to the point where it's it's in an average person's life in, in your life. Well, this is what happened with this sex offender registry, as I'll be documenting as we go along. Uh, what uh, SORNA saw is that they couldn't expand the registry because, I mean, individuals that are, that are deranged, derogatory, predatory child molesters are a very small, minute percentage of the population. Okay, and generally, these, these clowns generally end up in prison for life or they get killed. So you can't expand a registry with, with such a fine, infinite, finite members of the population. So what they started doing is adding tiers, tier one, tier two, tier three, tier four. Uh, tier one, public urination. Mooning, streaking, sexting. You know, I don't know if you know what sexting is. That's where you, you know, sure. silly teenagers, that they show their uh, pictures of their genitalia to other teenagers on their cell phones. And then it got into horseplay. Silly, I mean, you know, I'm, you know grab ass, grab boots, grab boobs, peeping Tom, all kind of silly, stupid stuff. But still, they got on the sex offender registry. They weren't put on the public registry, but they were on the sex offender registry and subject to all goal, uh, rules and gov government regulations of the sex offender registry. Then it dropped down to Tier 2. Uh, probably 90% of the American male could get on this. At one time in this country, we had statutory rape. You know, have sex with consensual sex with an underage girl. Well, you went in front of the judge, and the judge either said, are you going to marry this girl? Yes. I love him. Did he, did he molest me? No, get out of here. Or at worst, you know, 90 days in jail or fine, get out of here. And once you've done your time, you just, you know, now there's no more statutory rape. It's mandatory you go on this. Uh, Didn't couples used to get married when they were 16 in the early 1900s anyway? Well, let me, let me backtrack it even more. At one time in this country, during, starting at the revo uh, revolutionary times, the age of consent in America was 13. And then it kind of graduated to 14, then it went to 15. And a lot of the southern states 
until the early uh, 1900s. It was 13, 14. So I did some research. A lot of our founding fathers could be on the sex offender registry. A lot of American icons, such as Elvis Presley, who married a 14-year-old girl, and, and could get beyond, beyond sex offender registries. And I actually have documented cases on you. We can, I can send you a link for YouTube, YouTube this, where SORNA is now backtracking uh, birth certificate, uh, marriage certificates of guys back in the 50s and 60s who married underage girls. And now pulling them in front of judges for child molestation 30, 40, 50 years ago for marriage. Wait a second. They're, I'm bring, not making, they're bringing them do, back to be criminals? I, document, I can document this. <laughs> uh, there's actual cases of guys got, at one time in Nevada. I need to give a warning to everybody in your, in your listening audience who still believes that, you know, 16 is legal age to get married in Nevada. If you go to Nevada now and the girl is 16, and you're over 16, you're 18, the police are immediately called. And if they can verify that you spent the night in a hotel room with this girl, you're now on the sex offender registry. Now, it's kind of a two-edged sword. If the parents come with them, and if the parents show up with the girl and say, yes, we want, she's 16, we're signing her to marry him, it's okay. So the registry has just went wild and crazy. Basically, uh, it's just a matter of time before you can actually put on a registry a, a man for possession of rapist tools or women for intent to distribute porno. I mean, it, it just it just went crazy. What Sorna found is they just basically uh, let the Puritans from the past write and dictate these new sex laws. So it's one of the easy. The only the only thing that will keep you on a registry is short of a man and woman being married, disrobed in their house with the doors closed, windows put down. Anything outside of that you could get on the registry. Everybody at Woodstock would have been on the registry. Uh, the old hippie bus days, you know, I remember these old beach party days from the 60s, they would have all been on the registry. So, What, are the, what about these uh, protests that for one day they just walk around naked in a city? Would they be also for illegal uh, indecent exposure? And California has a law, once again, I deal from documentation, be more than glad to send you the, uh, the, the document. Of all people, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, the man who was, uh, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm not bad-mouthing Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, when he was governor, the state of California was in bankruptcy. And the, the joke was, well, why don't you just make, why, why, why don't everybody in California just streak naked and then make them a sex offender? And then, you ready for this? The government pays close to $40,000 to the state for each person that's put on the sex offender registry. A lot of people are not aware of that. The states and the feds have an incestuous, incestuous relationship. The states get easy money, and the government gets someone in their government control zone. Anyway, forty thousand dollars up to per? 40, up to forty thousand dollars per person to be on a registry. Understand, it takes uh-huh. money to keep somebody on a registry. Then you have uh, all these um, you have law enforcement that have that have basically departments. Well, what's the motivation, Anthony? What's the motivation of, of paying for up to $40,000 to, to add somebody to the list? Well, the states make money. It's a money. It's a, it's a cash cow. Well, I understand, but what to see, I can see how all these corrupt judges that, that you know, get a lot of uh, children or adults into jail because the privatization of the, 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 the penitentiaries, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like publicly traded these days. So, so for every inmate, they make money. But what is the motivation here? Okay, well, there's, there's a number of motivations for the state to get somebody on the sex offender registry, even if it's a public urination. Well, number one, if a prosecutor, he just, this is another feather in his hat. You have to understand that one label fits all. When you go on these Megan's Law public pro- profiles, you hear the word sex offender. They never say what the charge is for. 
It's, they always default back to that dangerous, predatory, coming for your child. Whereas uh, uh, the Department of Doc, uh, DOG, Depart- Department of Justice uh, documentation states that 95% of all child molestations occur by someone the child knows, knows and trusts, and that uh, sex offenders have a 3.9% of reoffending. Now, let me put that in perspective. If you compare this to the other criminal groups, you know, burglars, rapists, murderers, car thieves, drug dealers, uh, they're up there 40, 50, 60, 70 percent. So, you know, this is what we've got going. Anyway, back to the money game here. The prosecutor gets a feather in his, in his cap. Okay, the state's going to get close to $40,000. It varies. It could be twenty-five dollars to forty. just depending, you know, what city, what state. But the, the, See, this uh, Magnus Law is a federally mandated law on, on the states. They have to do it. If they don't, then the states pull money out of them. They, they dangle the money, uh, the money card in front of them. So it's money, and then, of course, uh, if the guy gets on probation, or a girl gets on probation, well, here's more fines. You've got to pay all kinds of fines and fees. And then here comes polygraph test. It's $350 a year for a polygraph test. you got to pay for it. And, of course, the, the, jack, the jackpot is, the jackpot is, is, to, is to get somebody on for public urination on the sex offender registry, have them pay as many fines as they can, and then put this guy in prison. Now you've got a double whammy. They're getting twenty dollars to $40,000 from the feds for having this guy on the registry. And then, of course, uh, the prison industrial complex is getting forty fifty thousand dollars 50000 to put this person in a cage. Uh, you know, it's 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 a money game. It's all about a money game. It's all about money and con- control. And of course, we have the sex offender industrial complex that makes a lot of money on sex offenders. I mean, such as these psychiatric assessment people. I mean, there's one uh, one in Los Angeles that made 1.5 million assessing sex offenders. Okay, how'd you like to have a gig like that? Okay, so the, I see what you're coming. And then the, uh, GP, the GPS. I mean, did you monitoring. I mean, it just, it just it's an industry. It's, it's a an new industry. industry. It's a new industry, and it's a money making industry. And then, last but least, the states are able to raise taxes to protect you from this evil sex offender. Oh. They're all hiding behind bushes to get your child one statistically and documentationally. That's not true. And you know, and then of course the law enforcement. We need more money. Well, you know, we're oh, we've got in California. It's got a hundred thousand sex offenders. That breaks down to one in every one hundred people. Uh, they use the fear card. You must be protected. Your children are in danger. I mean, you know, we need money. You need You know, it's it, it's it's a money game. Look, just like you gave your perspective, and and I usually don't express my opinion as this program is not about me, but on this I have to tell you, Anthony, if someone rapes or abuses, you know, sexually. I don't want to see that person within society. If proven guilty, I'd like to see the person locked up, and I would throw away that key forever. That's what should have been done. However, however, you know, I remember about 10, 15 years ago when, you know, I started looking around the websites around my neighborhood just because somebody told me, by the way, do you know that you can actually search to see if if there's any sex offenders in your neighborhood or place of business? So I, I was curious, and I was surprised. To see the number of people who are sex offenders. 1995, uh, see, it's now even more out of control here. There are now uh, there are now website countries and companies that are putting uh, offenders. They're putting the level ones, the ones who are not on the magnifying profile. They're putting them online and then uh, demanding a hostage fee, 150, 200, 500 bucks for us to take your name off off of, off of our website. Lawsuits are already being filed filed about that. 
Uh, there's even a, there's a bunch of these websites. That, you know, you probably get them in your email. Is there dangerous predatory sex molesters in your in your in your neighborhood? 1995, and we'll keep you up to date. We'll let you know when the monsters move in. I mean, you know, and there's even one. Uh, I've got this on a YouTube. I'll be glad to send it to you because people don't believe this. There's like a credit alert. This is an alert yeah, of sex a, You got a monster. You got a sex monster Jeez. in your neighborhood. Remember that 3.9% of reoffending, yeah. and keep in mind the Department of Justice statistics, 95% all child molestations, some of the child's in love, so this is a fallacy. And then you, the news, you know, you get the, the way the news is betraying sex offenders. Once again, I'm not, a, I'm not an apologist. Where I get shit-faced, excuse my French, sir, my apology for saying that word, is when the media lies to you. When they'll say, oh, yes, dangerous, predatory, you're in danger, when, when it, statistically it is not true. Uh, there's one, I, I'll have to send you the YouTube link on this because it's in disbelief. There's actually, it's out of China, backtracked it. It's out of, I think it's out of Russia, where if you accidentally hit some of the wrong, uh, you know, keywords on a, a search engine, then this thing is going to pop up on your site. This is the FBI. You have now looked at a child porno website. You're now being charged a $300 fine. You know, <laughs> it's got it's got creative. It's got very creative, and then flyers. There's all kind of flyers come around the neighborhood. It's always a w Go to www to protect your children. You know. So what we have is a big. We have a big money cash cow here. Sex offender industrial complex. Uh, you know, just everybody. It's it's a money. It's like, and of course, the, the politicians use the sex offenders as a political fit, football. It's elect me, and I'll save you from the monsters. And in California, there has actually been some senators and congressmen trying to get these insane law changed. But as soon as they try to uh, say, listen, there's something wrong with this picture, we need, they are now child molesters, lover of child molesters. They are, you know, for child molesters. And can you trust your child around this senator who's trying to get this law? I mean, it's- well, well let's, let's dissect this law for a moment because I think it can be used for blackmail, extortion, uh, oh, no, revenge. It it, you know, just think about this for a second, folks. And I tell people all the time. If you have a router, in a Wi-Fi in your house, please, please make sure that it's password protected. And I'm not talking about one, two, three, or admin. I'm talking about put something really, really difficult to crack. Why? Because anybody who may have a beef with you, they can park a car across the street with a cell phone or what have you, crack your Wi-Fi, upload, God knows what, child porn, whatever. Absolutely. And then they might call the police and say, by the way, Mel or Anthony did this. And guess what? You're framed. Well, they're always, I'm always being sent uh, child porno links in the emails. As a matter of fact, you can go on Google, YouTube, and you can, uh, there are actually uh, investigative journalists who are getting hit with child porn. Yeah. Right. And, you know, there was a senator there in, I think it was Minnesota, that child porn was put on, on, his, on his email. And you can accidentally open up at, at, on your inbox, you say, hi, my name is Larry, I love you. And you open up and boom, there's a naked child. I mean, you know, you're, you're busted because the, uh, the FBI is constantly monitoring, the monitoring IP addresses of this. Also, another thing that doesn't seem to be making the news, uh, a lot of child custody disputes. Tell tell the judge that daddy touched you there where, where you pee pee, 
And, you know, boom, all of a sudden, man, the, the man's arrested, the husband's out of the picture, and the woman's got the, you know. And how do you prove your, your innocence? If all of a sudden you wake up in the morning, you're just checking your email, and you do that. You know, somebody sent you an inconspicuous email with a Word document. You open it up, not knowing what it was, and boom, there it is. It hasn't happened to me. I can tell but you. But I know people that has happened to. Happened. How do they prove their innocence? It, it takes about $10,000. Exactly. So you have to get a computer forensic uh technologist who will be able to verify that you have to fight no the system to, he's got to verify it then you got to get a lawyer because you're innocent until proven guilty it costs you're, money you're, you're, the, the cuffs are automatically put on you uh, another thing business partners are using uh, using this to settle business disputes or if you want somebody to go away i mean i mean i mean think about this folks i mean uh, you want somebody to go away well real simple just he you know uh, don't give him any ideas anthony also, the mob has found a new lucrative uh, payout. And once again, this ideal from documentation. Uh, let's say that uh, a mob guy walked up to you, it's happening all the time, says, okay, Mel, I want ten grand." Or you see this nine-year-old girl, she's going to tell the police that you touched her. What are you going to do, Mel? What would you do? <sighs> it's, it's just incredible. It's happening. Because then, then how, do, how, do you, how do you then differentiate? Well, it's you know the only way you can do it is get a jury. You got you got to get that's a he she said. But as soon as as soon as you don't pay the money up, then the girl calls the cops and says, "Hey, he touched me where I pee pee," and then all of a sudden you're in handcuffs, and now the monkey's on your back. Yeah, but then you have the polygraphs, which, by the way, I think they're not admissible in court. They're not modern day smoke. They're a bunch of uh, snake oil salesmen. Yes, yes, and it's about what thirty percent. Uh, failure rate that if you and I take it, we may just fail it 30% of the times, even if we're telling the truth? Well, let me tell you what else is coming down the pike. It's already happening. Uh, as, as it stands now, there are now three tiers to be on the sex offender registry. Okay. Uh, there's now a fourth tier coming. It's already being implemented in California. I can't even pronounce this word. It's called a plessy, plessy, plethosomous. Uh, plethysmograph or plethysmograph. Okay, there we go, there we go. The way this works is they put something, they put it, they strap, they strap you in a polygraph. See, they strap something around your penis. If you're a male, if you're a female, they insert a sensor up your vagina, or you request to have it inserted up your uh, rectum, and then they start showing you images of children and animals and all kind of bizarre, weird stuff. If the needle goes in the wrong direction, then you are a latent sex offender. Now, if this, what's happening with this test now, it's being used basically for, for, for people who work with children. But I guarantee you, it, one day it's going to be just as mandatory as a background, ch background check, uh, fingerprinting, or drug testing. Well, wait a second. Can you repeat? Who, who, who go through this? I, uh, I'm not even know if I'm, if I'm pronouncing it right. Plethysmograph uh, test. Well, <laughs> who, who goes through that? Uh, right now, it's in California. They're trying to get it mandated on teachers or anyone who works with minors under 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 puberty. You're telling me that if you're a prospective teacher or you're going to be working at a daycare center in California, guys, you know, it, it's always the domino. Right now, mandatory vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations in California coming, you know, to the rest. But California is always the, 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 the domino starts right well, there. Well, it's the money. That's the, if there's money in it, this is called follow the money. Okay. So if you're a prospective teacher or a daycare center, you know, a, a person, you have to go through this test? Right now, it's not mandatory. It's, hey, would you like to take this test? Or this test oh. is, 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 is in your interest. It's dehumanizing. Well, here's how I'm looking at this test. When I say one day be mandatory, of course, I'm used to people laughing in my face. Understand, at one time, fingerprinting was only for dangerous criminals. I mean, you had to be a criminal 
to be fingerprinted. Now everybody's fingerprinted. Uh, background checks, same story. I mean, you, it was it was for a criminal. Now everybody's back background check. Same with drug drug testing. Everybody, you know, it. What I'm saying is that these laws they start off they start off with the bad guys, which should be. You know, I'm 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 in agreement with that. But then it slowly morphs into the general public, into the uh, the general public, and that's what this weird polygraph test is going to be. It's going to it's going to slowly morph, or you're not going to take it. Well, no problem. I'm sorry, I can't look at a job application. And of course, if you do take it and fail it, well, uh, you're it's you know, it's called a latent sex offender. What are you going to do with somebody's a latent sex offender? I think. They'll probably do what they, I mean, I mean, somebody for public urination. I mean, is, is this a sex offender? Is this a child, a child molester? I mean, how, did, how did somebody with public urination or streaking or moaning? What is, a, what is a latent sex offender? Latent is, you, you is this, a, hold on, hold on. Is this something taken out from the movie Minority Report about pre-crime? Well, I'm not trying to get, I don't deal in conspiracy theory. I only deal in documentation. The documentation I have is that this test is real. It's, it's being, you know, it's, it's being implemented. And if it's if a it, 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 good chance, it'll follow the other the other background chest the fingerprinting the drug testing it's it's going to follow the same it's going to follow the same pattern if you try to apply for a job you say no i'm not going to go i'm not going to do a drug test and no i'm not going to do a background check and no i'm not going to be fingerprinted. they'll say okay we're not hey bye-bye no job no job just hey man i wish you luck i mean even applying for mcdonald's now for flipping hamburgers they want background checks you know they want uh you know drug testing you know, fingerprint, even even for, you know, I've seen a guy being fingerprinted on application at a McDonald's. I mean, I'm not bad-mouthing McDonald's. I, you know, I like, I just had a Big Mac today. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it was just kind of weird seeing somebody, the manager was doing the application, he was fingerprinting him on the application. I mean, well, what is, you know, this, is this my America? So I, I hope at this time, I, I well, maybe I want to I touch up one topic before we move on here. Now, once again, this, uh, people can go on, they can go on Google, and this can be documented. Let me tell you how Megan's Law came to be. Okay, Megan Kanka. Okay. And yeah, let, let's define Megan's Law, first of okay, all. Okay, well, first, Megan's Law was passed, was signed by President Clinton. And it, Megan's Law states that anyone that is, on the, that is on the sex offender registry, okay, must go on a public profile website to warn the people that you're in this area. And basically, when you're, you're basically a registered government citizen, when you're a government registered citizen, the government gives you all kind of rules and regulations and stipulations. You don't do it, no problem, you're arrested, you're put in prison up to 32 months. So technically, there was a case in California where a guy, public urination, he's an old hippie from the 60s, and it was, hell no, I'm not going to go. He's basically spent the last 10 years in and out of prison. Because he refused to go along with government rules and regulations for public urination. And I'm sure there, there, there are many more cases like this. I can only document this one. Anyway, Megan's law, uh, sign, uh, law that if you're on sex offender registry, you must go on a public profile website. Well, let me tell you how this came to be here. Uh, in 1996, Megan Kanka, who lived in New Jersey, uh, I'm just going by the report, is, was mentally challenged and allowed her 10-year-old daughter to go out and sell Girl Scout cookies door-to-door, okay? And unfortunately, sadly, I wish I would have been there with a left pipe. She knocked on the wrong door. A deranged killer grabbed her, pulled her in the house, brutally raped and murdered her, okay? I just, if I'd have been there, this wouldn't have happened. Long story short, the, the neighborhood or the community was in an uproar over this happening. They wanted to charge Megan Kanka with child endangerment. I mean, Mel, if you had, if you, if you sent your eight, nineteen-year-old daughter out door to door to sell 
Girl Scout cookies. Would you do that? Not these days. Would anybody in America do this? I mean, have this is why you don't see anytime you see Girl Scouts selling cookies, they're always in a group in front of like a Target or a Walmart or 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 a shopping center. They're they're in a group now. There's no more going out. Hey, you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies? Which I remember, I remember them knocking on my door and coming to businesses. Okay, that's gone. Those days are gone. So they were going to file child endangerment charges against Megan Canker for this. And here's how she slipped out of it. She, her, she says, this was the government's fault. The government should have let me know that the rain cycle was living in my neighborhood. Okay, so as soon as she said that, here come the politicians. They got on the bandwagon of, hey, vote for me and I'll protect your, I'll, I'll put Megan's loan and I'll protect, you know, I'll, uh, you know, I'll tell you where the monsters are at. So that's how that's how it came to be. And then, of course, it spread. And the fastest way to get elected or get reelected or gain popularity you know, with the public or getting money is save the children. Save the children. That's, that is a battle cry that politicians use. Which yeah, yeah we only have two political parties, but one thing they agree on is uh, saving the children, yes. Uh, President Clinton, he, he's, he, he got the Guinness's Book of Record of Save the Children and For the Children. Okay. Once again, I'm for save the children. I'm for the children. But if it's used for uh, for political gain or monetary purposes, well, then we know we, we need to start thinking about this here. And there's also somebody, an evil person in history, who said for the children. We're going to get into that. Are you are so, you aware of the Franklin scandal? The Franklin scandal. Uh, uh, update me on it here. I probably do. Uh, yes, uh, we did an interview with uh, Nick Bryant, Franklin Scandal. I forgot uh, Boys Town, Boys Town, Boys Town, Ohio. And, uh, oh, okay, yeah. So back, back again to money here. You got a bunch of uh, child molesters and exactly. and perverts move in there and they're molesting the children. It, well, it's a weapon for the politicians because let's say let's say you have a a a party somewhere in Washington D.C. at eleven thirty. Some people start going home, some stay. All of a sudden, the cocaine and the drugs start coming out and the champagne. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the children, children start coming in. And guess what? These pigs start having sex with these children. And then behind the scenes, you have picture documenting, people documenting all this yeah, with, with picture and, and film. And then a month or two or maybe a year or 10 years go down the road. And then there's legislation being talked about in, in Congress or the Senate. And if you, Anthony West, congressman for the state of California, what have you, you're against it, all of a sudden you get this little envelope under your door and there's a picture of you having sex with a minor. Yeah, that's how they do it here. That's how they do it. They either subvert you or they destroy you. Or, or they use, there's a politician here in California. Once again, I'll be glad to send you a link to this. He was losing in the polls. And what does he do? Well, they have a thing called justice, justice law, which has turned out to be a disaster. A lot of states are trying to figure out how to get rid of it. This is where a sex offender couldn't go near a park or a daycare center. Well, I, I'm all for that. Like I say, you know, I'm, I'm kind of oxymoron. I, I'm for it, but I'm against it. It should have been trespassing. I mean, you know, if you're on the registry and you're, you get caught in a, day, a daycare center, or English children, yeah, you should be arrested. I agree with that, too. Prosecuted. Not you can't live within 2,500 feet of, of these type of establishments. They make up the fabric of American cities, churches and, and parks and daycare centers. I mean, they're, I mean, they're not outside of town. Well, anyway, there was a politician. He, was, he wasn't doing too good. So what does he do? There was a bunch of senior retirement homes, and he found out that they were in that 2,500 feet you know, near parks and this kind of stuff. So he started building what is known as mini parks around these uh, senior citizen homes to protect them from sex offenders. 
And, of course, uh, he's a hero now. He's protecting you know, the senior citizens from the sex offenders. Well, excuse me, I, I don't think I've heard too many 89-year-old ladies getting raped or molested here lately. I'm, I'm sure it happens, but I've, I've never heard of it. But that's that's how these laws are man- manipulated. And of course, you know, he got elected. Uh, you know, they're setting up uh, many parks. Uh, let, let's say there's a, sex offenders, they tend being they're restricted, where they can live, and it's almost a near impossibility for them to get a job. They tend to, they tend to live in groups to do, out of necessity and also to protect each other, because now the sex offender registry, well, I mean the the, the Megaslaw public website, has become a social media for for vigilantes and American monsters. I mean guys that got a fantasy of dressing up like Michael Myers or Texas Chainsaw Man or what's the other guy, Jason. And finding these, finding them online, and going. Let's let's talk about this for a moment. Not too long ago, I heard of a vigilante who killed two listed sex offenders. One of the one of the victims was listed on the list because he had sex years ago with a freshman when he was a senior in high school. And so here's here's my question. And he married her. And he married her. And he married her. Okay. And what about what? And some people, of course, there, the there's a guy, group. The other guy was skinny dipping. He liked to sw- he liked to swim naked in 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 the lake. Okay. Oh. I mean, what do we got here, guy? I mean, you know, like I said, once again, uh, we have oxymoron here. Anyway, uh, this happens all the country. What's happened? The neo Nazis, the neo Nazis are, are are killing. Are, like I said, they go on the public registry. They're easy targets, serial killers. And, and that's the problem. I don't mean to interrupt you, no. Anthony, but this is this is the problem. When I was looking around my neighborhood to see if there was any, you know, I'm, I'm a father, so I'm concerned, right? Well, yes, yeah, so am I. So, yeah. but, but. I was looking at these people, and some of them, you know, some of them look young, some of them look older. But let's say that you found a, a man who was in his 50s, and it says, you know, uh, the crime was a lewd act with a minor or, or having sex with a minor. But we don't know if that happened when he was in high school. Yeah, but see, they don't say that. They don't I mean, say it, that. It could happen. Well, I'm going to be point blank with you and the audience and I guess the world. I'm in my 60s, okay? I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to Social Security, and I'm going to get into this Social when I think about the SS number. Had these laws been around when I was a teenager and a young man, I would have been on the registry. I mean, I, I pissed in public. I mooned. I streaked. I did the <laughs> silly horseplay. I mean, grabbing boobs and grab ass. And when I was 18 years old, man, I was a Casanova. I mean, you know, I mean, I would have been on it. My father would have been on this registry. He was, uh, he married, he was, uh, he was 21. My mom was 15. My grandfather would have been on it. I think everybody listening must have done something. And I was at Woodstock. I mean, I could have been on it. Woodstock. Everybody I know could have known, grew up, could have been on this registry. The way the laws have morphed out of control. That is what I'm trying to expose. And that's what we need to discern here. There's there's the public urination. There's the skinny dipping. Really? You're going to be in the sex offenders list because of that? And then there's the me. I, they, there's, they, the, there's the sexual, the true sexual pathological predator that's going to be raping. And no matter how many times he's taken to jail and released, he's going to do it again and again and again. Those are the people that I want to throw the key that's away. That's yeah. what should have been done. But it was not. So basically, they use they use a monster. See this? What I'm what I'm seeing is that they have to have a monster. Okay, as long as they got the monster, they 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 can do whatever they want. But when you take away the monster, which is that probably ninety percent of the people on the sex offender registry are not predatory, dangerous, going to grab your child, abduct your child. Well, they don't have a monster anymore. 
And the main reason why they don't put that level one and most of the level two, because people will say, what the cuckoo is this? What? And this guy's on here for, you know, what is going, you know? So they what about legal one. legal castration? What's your, your stand on that? Uh, just real simple, man. Cut it off and just put this guy in prison. I mean, th- this is what they did in the old days. I mean, child molesters, pedophiles have been around since the caveman days. And well, there's chemical castration. You'd have to go that route, but there's well, chemical I'm, castration. Hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no mercy, no quarter. You mess with a child. I mean, I realize I'm... I'm I'm a sex offender entry. <laughs> but you mess with a child, buddy, it's over. At one time in this country, revolutionary days up to about the early 50s, you got, they, they lynched you. They didn't play around. There, there was no... Well, there, there are states that don't have the death penalty, for example, but I know for a fact that when a sex offender of this type of raping a child goes into that jail, they, they just don't come out alive. Yeah, I mean, their days are numbered. I mean, like I said, they're very fine, infinite. They're in the same. Basically, let me put it this way: the idea, the the the, uh, the statistics. I deal in statistics a lot. Statistics don't lie. Statistically, the chance of an American child being abducted is in the same statistics as you being killed by a serial killer. That's statistically what we're looking at. But to hear the news media and you know the the law enforcement and the government police, I mean, everybody's child's in danger. Everybody's child's in danger. Well, which is you know, if it was. Well, I would say, well, yes, we need to do something, but it's not. And they're using this big, I call it the big line. They're using well, the that doesn't line. mean that that doesn't mean that we have to uh, put our guards down. Because I remember, you know, maybe a little bit younger than you, but I remember when I was maybe 11, I used to take the bus by myself. I used to, you know, walk miles during my time, play ball until the the, the, the lights went out. Yeah. And was, no I problem. No but problem. These, these days, these days, I mean, you cannot see a child walking by them, you know, by, by him or herself alone in a neighborhood. It's almost... What I recommend all my friends, and of course all my family relatives, I've got all everybody I know taking karate lessons, jiu-jitsu lessons, and I got, everybody's got big dogs. The first, the first line of defense for your child is you, not laws, not the police. I mean, I'm sorry, at one time that's the way it was in this country. You know, a uh, hundred years ago, you see a child walking down a back dirt road and there'd be a big, gnarly, you know, growling German shepherd walking by his or her side. Okay? I mean, they knew how to do it back then. Or if then, not, they knew they knew how to run. Yeah, they knew how to run. Well, I mean, now, now that we've kind of uh, touched base about how this registry has kind of morphed out of control, where anybody can be on this registry, as a matter of fact, folks listening, let me say, be careful. Either you can get put on this registry either by accident, default, or something you did, or just being a dummy, open open up the wrong email. So now Mega's Laws is, is coming after everybody. It's, everybody is now a suspect under this Megan's Law. That's what I'm... Now we're going to say we're, what's happening with the registry itself. This is, this is my expertise of what I really looked at at this registry, where it's going, what's going on with the registry. About where it's going, let me just read this. You say, you say this law has breached the Constitution to create constitutionally displaced Americans. It has forced Americans to be exiled in the land of the free, explain. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's put this in perspective here. Okay, in this country, supposedly we have, everyone is protected by the Constitution. We mean we have constitutional rights. Okay, I mean, we're thinking that. Uh, the sex offender registry is illegal under the Constitution because the Constitution states and the Founding Fathers states, I mean, any way you want to cut it, slice it, dice it, serve it up, the Founding Fathers knew about government registries. They were basically, the, the forerunners of this were the English crown, were basically, the, you know, you were owned by the crown or by the king 
or by Lord Haha or something, okay? And they said that once you did a crime, once you did the time, it was over, and you were done with your life. I'm back to the guy for public urination. Sure, he got 30 days in jail, okay? It's not over for him. He could technically, and is technically, spending the rest of his life in and out of jails, not not for breaking any law, for stealing something or, or, or this or that, but violations of the government, government rules and regulations. This is called double jeopardy. He's being tried twice for the same crime, but this is a backdoor. It's a registry. Uh, you know, that's that's not right. What I'm seeing, I'm seeing something very dangerous. Uh, as a member of the Notre Dame Society, we like to project the future by looking at the past. What we'll do is we'll take a uh, current subject matter, and then we'll go back how many hundreds of years it takes to see did this same parallel happen? Has this happened before? Because basically in human history, you know, the same thing happened century and century out. Only the players changed and the scenery changed, or there's nothing new under the sun. Same dog, different this, fleas. This is, yeah, this is where this old cliche goes, you know, uh, the more things change, the more they remain the same, and those who do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. And, uh, if you if you backtrack a government registry in a constitutional democratic nation, you end up in the year 1933 Germany. Okay, Adolf Hitler is elected chancellor elected chancellor to Germany in 1933. Germany is called the Weimar Republic. It is a democratic constitutional democratic government. Of course, in my documentary film, I prove that Hitler had he had no idea re- running rerunning for electri- uh, election. So what Hitler did, I'm using this as a parallel, is he started a registry for the Jews. If you were a Jew, a Jewish person, you had to register with the government. You were now taken out of the constitutionally protected zone and then put in the nationalist, socialist, a.k.a. Nazi control zone where they could do whatever they wanted with you. Okay, there was no courts. You couldn't go to court and say, well, "What's going on here?" But but why did Germany create that registry? Let's well, let's I'm, dissect that. We're I'm, we're going to get to it. What is it's called a template? What is called what Hitler did was called split the population. It's very old. It's been used century in and century out. Hitler just came up on an, on a new take on it because he he had democratic constitutional constraints against him. Here's how splitting of the population works, and this is happening in America. You take a certain group. Okay, then you take them out of a constitutionally protected zone, meaning they are protected by the Constitution, and then you place them in a government control zone. Now they're in a government control zone. They're no longer in the constitutionally protected zone. Okay, now the government can do anything they want with them. Well, Hitler's game plan was to expand, expand, expand the registry. Pretty soon, Jehovah's Witnesses were in the government control zone. Then Catholics then trade unionists, then opposing politicians, then investigative journalists. And long story short, within five years, one-third of the German population was taken out of the constitutionally protected zone and placed in the, the, the Nazi government control zone where they could do whatever they want with them. And if they violated their government rules and regulations, they were put in a concentration camp, which is a real pretty name for a prison. And if they violated their, their government rules and regulations, well, of course, you can't try these, these people in a regular court of law. I mean, they haven't stolen anything. They haven't robbed anybody or raped anybody or assaulted anybody. Hitler created the People's Court. Didn't we do that here in the United States with the Asians? Not only Japanese. It was not only Japanese. Well, 
and then a people's court, which is basically to try try and convict somebody and sentence someone for breaking a government rules and violations. So uh, are, are you seeing where I'm going with this? Once again, this is documented. So pretty soon, uh, by about 1937-38, uh, people who were government-registered citizens were now the majority, and people who were not government-registered citizens were the minority. So what Hitler did, the way he took over democratic constitutional Germany was he split the population, start off with a small group, put them in this put them in this government control zone where they're taken out of the constitutional protected zone because under the con- German constitution, Hitler couldn't do what he wanted to do with these Jews. Yes, but you didn't answer the question that I asked you. What, what, what was the motivation of creating a registry for the Jews? Uh, they, were the, they were the test case. They were the, they were the easy ones. Okay, just like was it America. test case or was it because Jewish the Jews around the world declared war in Germany? You know what? I, I've I've read all these conspiracies about Jews with a. It's not conspiracy, uh, Anthony. This is well documented. There are newspapers from the late 1800s, all the way to the 10s, the 20s, and the 30s, showing that they said we're going to lose six million Jews. So the number six million has been coming around for 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 ages before that happened. So it's documented. It's not conspiracy theory. I have copies of those newspapers. Maybe I'm not understanding your question here. I'm not trying to avoid you, but first. No, no, no. What I'm trying to what I'm trying to I can see see I'm I'm not a fan of Hitler or any any dictator. At the same time, at the same time, history is written by the winners. And who owns the media, who owns banking, who owns publishing, rules our history. And if at the time, since World War I, those people who Hitler took, because they have been kicked out of over 100 countries in history. And again, folks, if anybody's going to throw a stone at me saying that I'm anti-Semitic for showing history... Please, please, yeah, bear with me, because I have many, many listeners, many subscribers of mine are Jewish, and they write to me all the we're time. On the, we're on the same page. I'm we're just the stating page. the history. If I say the sky is blue and somebody says, Mel, you're anti-Semite, that doesn't change the fact that the sky is blue. What I'm trying to say here is the Weimar Republic, because of the Treaty of Versailles, it became a place where you have to use a billion marks to buy a piece of bread. So obviously- Or more. Or more. Or more. <laughs> and, and the country was clamoring for somebody who to take- Germany back to do. And that's exactly what Hitler came to do. Things got out of hand. I'm going to tell you that. Okay. But why the Jewish registry? Because in the United States and throughout Europe, there was concerted effort by Jews around the world to boycott Germany. So Hitler said, wait a minute, we have been giving you a home, a place to, to shine. Uh, Jews in Germany were really rising stars. They, they, they were. were overrepresented in commerce in in every single part even in government so the first thing that 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 hitler did was let's take out all the bankers and let's bring back our currency we're going to print it and germany was the only country in the world during the biggest depression known to man as as far as i'm concerned and of course they could they couldn't take that so that's i think this is why the motivation of that registry to track them I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying fear- this is I what happened. He, I think he looked at his competition. He was fearful of them, and he was afraid that they would blow the whistle on his big plan, which is to take over Germany and then try to rule the world. So he had to take control of these people. The only way he could take control of them is put him in, demonize them and then put them in a registry, and now he has control of them. That, that's, that's how I'm going to call it. Because he had, Hitler had no, he had no intention of running for re-election. That wasn't going to happen. 
Well, I think that if, even if he didn't want to run for re-election, he would have been re-elected. He was, he was elected by a landslide, 14 political parties, and he got 43% of the vote. Okay. So well, I'm, anyway, I'm, I'm just trying to, to the, say I'm you're putting registry. You know, it, it expanded. Yes, it expanded. It expanded. expanded, expanded okay, expanded, and then they created the People's Court. Okay, uh, so and he had, and listen, he had the fatherland. He had uh, the the the, the uh, fatherland security. We have homeland security homeland here. Security. He had the Enabling Act. We have the Patriot Act. I'm not saying that what he did we haven't NDAA, done because we have. If you look at the NDAA fire versus 9/11, I mean, I've looked at all that. The I Reichstag mean, fire, absolutely. The parallels are really scary. The parallel I'm exposing is this registry. This registry of how this population was split. One part of the population was, was became government registered citizens, taking all the constantly protected zone, and then expanded, 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 and of course more and more people were added to it, and then a people's court. Okay, that's happening here in America. Now, let me look at my list right now. As we are talking here, there are now eight registries in America. I'll just run them off. Of course, you have the sex offender registry. You now have the arsonist registry. Okay, same. I mean, everybody's scared of arsonists. Are you aware you can get on an arsonist registry? I hope I don't scare your audience. If you can get on this registry, if you if you're habitually like to set things on fire, like and let's say you like to burn stuff in your backyard or take out smoke smoke batteries out of smoke detectors in, in hotel rooms, that can get you on this registry. It, it, what about a child with a magnifying glass burning some leaves like you and I did when we were growing when up? When I was a kid, I did that. So what they, what what I'm saying is a sex offender registry is a template. Just how the Jewish registry in National Social Drug was a template. So the Archonist registry, same thing, starts off with a bad guy, starts expanding. Now we have the kidnappers registry, same thing. I mean, child custody disputes, I, I guarantee there's some creative minds out there that can try to figure out how to get people, more people on this registry. Then we have drug dealers, okay, same thing, drug dealers. Well, you can get on this thing for pot, selling pot, prescription drugs. I mean, you're not, I mean, what are we doing? I mean, I mean, when I was a kid, teenager, we used to exchange, it's called Matchbox. Remember the Matchbox with the sure. weed in it? Okay, I could have got on this. I don't think they do the Matchbox with weeds anymore. Now it's a baggie. That is a registry. Well, 50% uh, of our inmates, the inmate population, 50%, folks, uh, is there for committing a, a crime against themselves. Themselves. It's a victimless crime. But, but they're, they're, when they get out, they're going to go on the registry. See, the, the news media doesn't publish this. People are not aware of these. I'm not making – go to your local police station and say, I want to go to the where sex offenders register and walk in there, and you'll see the registry. you say, you know, arson is here, this here, this here. Now we got drug users. Same thing, okay? You can actually get on a, reg, a drug user's registry for, once again, too much pot, Oxycontin, you know, it's another registry. Now, Tennessee has passed <clears> – <throat> The animal cruelty, animal cruelty registry, where if you're cruel or you mistreat an animal, you can get on a registry. And this one also has a public. This one has a public website. Okay, uh, Utah has passed financial fraud registry, which also puts you on a, a website. This is once again the bad, they go with the bad guys. Well, let's go step by step. Let that, that that is an interesting one about the the uh, animal, cruelty, animal cruelty. Because I know there are states that are so backwards that they have bestiality is 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 the law of the land for that state. It's okay. Well, this is uh, what what's happened with this the animal the animal rights group PETA, which I agree with them, but sometimes they can be a little too fanatical. They have been pushing for California every year. They try to pass for an animal 
cruelty, you know, profile website registry. And, of course, the voters keep knocking them down, so they go to other states. So they finally hit pay dirt in Tennessee. So if you go to Tennessee, you can pull up on your computer, do I have any guys that are girls that are cruel to animals, and there's their face. All right. All right, so now do I agree with that? Well, you know, let me, let me, a little more than I'll let the audience uh, – whether or not they sh- we should have this. Then we get uh, Utah, financial fraud. Let's say you're a Bernie uh, Madoff, okay? This was designed for Bernie Madoffs. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm back to, well, if I'm investing money, would I like to go to a, a public profile website and see if this guy's Bernie Madoff? Well, it's already starting to morph. My projection and trajectory for this one is that eventually if you write a bad check or you have bad credit, you'll get on this financial fraud. Or you're, let's say you're a deadbeat. Or, you know, you have major payments. That's where that one's going to head. Okay, two more registries were put up and taken down. One was gun owners. And New York State put up briefly, had a gun register, gun registers owner's website. Meaning, you know, this guy owns a gun and he lives over here. Beware, you know. And then, of course, say after 9-11, they tried, they tried, it was up briefly, they tried to put up a um, a Muslim, Muslim website. And warning, there's a warning, a Muslim lives in here. And there's 25 more of these uh, registries in the works. I mean, they're trying to get one for murderers. They're trying to get one. Well, oh, I forgot. Ohio just put up a DWI registry. Okay, so they're, they're pretty soon, Mel, I'd, I'd give it about 10 years. You'd be able to go to your house, turn on your computer, and just see all the socially and politically incorrect people on registries living in your neighborhood. That's where it's headed. This is this is ridiculous. And you, I'm going back to bestiality because you know I'm an an, an, I'm an animal lover. Well, so and am I. I don't I've, I've, I've seen this. You know, in in Germany, take Germany as an example. Bestiality brothels are spreading through Germany faster than ever, thanks to a law that makes animal porn illegal, but sex with animals legal. And gosh, I've seen some of those pictures, and I just I, 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 I cry I when I see I those animals. Look at them. I hit. I can't. I love some animals more than I love some human beings. And then also the 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 uh, gun registry. Now that's a very worrisome one because I get emails from people who know about my stand. This you know, one, this one's coming up, folks. I'm sorry. If you want a gun, you, one day you're going to be like a sex offender, guys. It's happening. It is. Well, look at look at all these. Uh, Let's call them, and I know you don't deal with conspiracy here, but look at all these false flag events, all these uh, murders that are taking place, all these people killing, you know, at the, at the theaters, our schools, and this and that. It's all one. What's a common denominator? Two common denominators here. Number one, and this is something the media doesn't talk about, it's the medication, the psycho- psychotropics that those people, the, the perpetrators, are, are, are going through. That is the case with every single one of them. Number two, gun-free zone. So you have these soldiers, rest in peace, the ones who, who passed away. And, oh, and, and my heart goes out to the families and friends. I, I own a gun. I wish I'd have been here. This yes, me as well. Me as well. But happened. they go to conflict in the Middle East and so on, and they have these, these weapons. But they come here in their, in their military bases, and they cannot carry a weapon? Give me well, a thank, break. Thank Thank Clinton for that. He's the one signed the mandate that they must disarm in these um, in these government camps. I mean, uh, so thank I mean, a lot of these governors are saying, no, we're going to start arming these guys. It's just an oxymoron. I mean, a soldier can't carry a gun on a base, a military base. What, what's wrong with this picture? And, 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 and by the way, I get emails from people saying, oh, I cannot believe that you like guns, Mel. It's not that I like guns. I like my gun as much as I like my knife because I can cut an apple. It's a tool. 
Guns do not kill. It is the people behind it. And we have to understand something, folks. When you have, I have friends that I discuss with, you know, some of them are Europeans. And I understand they are brainwashed to the point from the moment they're born that guns are bad, that you should never have, even to protect yourself, the police will do their job. I was speaking to a friend the other day. And I said, you have children just like I do. When you have a situation at home, when you're not at home and, and you hear somebody knocking in the middle of the night, wouldn't you like to be at least protected with your tool, your gun in case something happens so you can protect your family? You know what he said to me? He said, no, that's why you have 911. And then another person told me, you know, what, what if you're on a business trip and you leave your wife at home and she's alone and she doesn't have a gun? You know what he told me? He said, well, then what she uses is the technique. If she's going to be raped, she has to urinate herself so that she can kill the mood. I could not believe that one husband told me that. And I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a life-loving person. I would never want to kill an animal unless it was for survival or another human being unless he was threatening the life of my loved ones and myself. But this is where it's going. All these events everywhere, I think... Is because they want to take the guns away from you. And we talk, when you talk to the people who don't want guns, they tell you, there's no need to have guns. Now, can you guarantee that the criminals will also comply? And you know, Anthony, the answer is no. When guns are outlawed, only the outlaws will have them. First thing Hitler did is, is disarm the German public. First thing he did. That is, I hate, to correct, I hate to correct you there, uh, Anthony, but that is a fallacy. That's also not true. Thank you for listening to the first segment of this very important Veritas interview. If you enjoyed it and wish to listen to the rest, go to VeritasRadio.com, click on Members, or subscribe. Or tell someone else who will enjoy this and all our radio programs. If you are listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, where you can purchase pure organic sulfur, detoxified iodine, supplements, a USB drive with all our shows, gift certificates, rebounders, and much more. Now, we'll take a short intermission, listen to some music, and I'll see you in the Veritas member section. Enjoy. Enjoy.